Hi there, and welcome to Coffee with Phil, where our goal is to help you live a life of purpose on purpose. Walking with God sounds easy, but how many of you know it never follows the scripture prepared? In this podcast, Phil shares stories from his personal journey in the hopes that his experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly, will help you as you walk with God on your own journey. Grab your coffee and enjoy this practical and personal episode with your podcast host, Phil Strong. Well, hi and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Coffee with Phil. And of course, my name's Phil Strong and it's my privilege to be with you today. Today in episode 18, we're looking at a refreshed life because I believe a refreshed life brings new hope. And I want to unpack that for you. I want to pull back the curtain and just talk a little bit about, I suppose, where I'm going, where I'm tracking, and invite you to join me on that journey. You know, this was made really clear to me uh, recently when I was listening to another podcast. I was listening to someone speak to me about living a slowed down life, really to access that refreshment. I believe we need to, one of the things we need to do is to live a slowed down life. But what was ironic was that I noticed the playback speed on my podcast player was set at one and a half times normal speed. So I was listening to this podcast at an extra pace in order to get through more content, uh, but the subject was living a slowed down life. And I just couldn't believe the irony at what I'd set myself up for. So are you living uh, a refreshed life? Are you trying to slow down or are you trying to speed up? Are you trying to get more done or are you really trying to live a refreshed life? Let's get into that. I want to unpack that with a few thoughts today. Here's here's what I want to say to that. I want to say to you that I believe the pace of our life is unsustainable. Um, Life's getting faster and faster. Life's getting more full and more full. And I think those of us that, uh, and I put myself in this category, those of us that have not tuned in to uh, assess Uh, where the busyness is, a really living life in the rat race that is going to cause something to go pop. Uh, Life is unsustainable. And and here's how I noticed that. Um, And I challenge you to consider a reflection of your own. But I looked at my life and I said to myself, do I feel alive? Do I feel fully present in what's happening in the moments in my life, with the people that I care about in my life. And I had, I have to be honest, and I have to say, look, I struck out on both counts. I really did. I looked at my life and I said, you know, I'm busy, I'm productive, uh, I'm fruitful, I'm living with people that love me and I love them. But I wasn't quite sure that I felt alive. Uh, there was something missing. Uh, I, I suppose... You know, I would have a, a moment of joy uh, or potential for joy, and, and it wasn't really there. It was a bit empty. Um, you know, had some massive breakthrough and exciting things happen, but I couldn't quite connect with um, what I have come to term the fullness of joy. Uh, it just didn't feel alive. You know, I'd, I'd be perhaps at a family gathering, and I'd be wondering why everyone else was having a good time, and I wasn't really present. Um, and I challenge you to think about this. Um, you know, for me, I had to dial it back, peel back the layers, and I had to ask myself, what signs am I getting, or what signs am I missing, that my body, or my soul, or my mind might be telling me? Uh, so, you know, what are the feelings that are going on inside me? 
And I had to learn that our feelings are given to us as a gift from God, but they're signpost. You know, uh, feeling angry, feeling anxious, uh, fearful, feeling alone uh, and abandoned. You know, these are feelings that are real, and I've got, to, I've got to grasp hold of them, but I've got to recognize that they don't necessarily control my world, but they're signposts that indicate what's going on in my inner world. And, and so, so what signs am I getting? But then uh, I, had to, I have to be really honest and say, you know, there are signs that we are missing. You know, maybe your spouse, maybe your children, maybe your parents, maybe they're seeing things that you're not seeing. You know, uh, if people say to you, are you okay? And you go, yeah, 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 I'm fine. Before actually really thinking about it, perhaps you're missing the signpost. Perhaps they're sensing or feeling or experiencing or noticing something that uh, is really revealing uh, the pace of your life and the fruit of the pace of your life. I have to say this, I'm recording this on what we are currently calling a post-COVID season. We have had three years of just absolute chaos, uh, uncertainty, changing landscapes, division and control and panic and, and mandates and new ways of living. And we've just got to be real that we're all in recovery from that. And we're all in a different space of recovery. We're all in a different stage and progression of our recovery, and we shouldn't expect that life's going to go back to normal. What, I mean, there is no normal. Friends, I have to tell you this, normal life has been redefined. No longer are we going back to the same old, same old. So there's a new landscape. We've come out of the cave, as it were. The world has been scorched by, uh, let's just say, the pandemic. And, and we've got to learn to live in this new world, but that means we've got to appreciate that everybody else is trying to live in this new world. So the first thing you need to do, uh, the first thing I'm trying to do, and that's what this is about, is, is to take care of ourselves. And, and so what signs are we seeing or what signs are we missing that your body, your soul, or your mind is sending us? And then how do we connect with those? Well, the thought that I've got on that really is that Sabbath is a lifestyle and it's a God-given gift. So a story in Genesis uh, tells us that God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it and it was wonderful and it was good and he did that over six days and on the seventh day it says God rested, considered all that he did and was pleased. But you know we don't we don't live like that. I don't reckon. You know we jam pack our schedule full of things. We move from from priority to priority to demand to demand, and and we really don't have a key focus. We don't have clarity, but we ignore the Sabbath principle. Sabbath principle is something that I'm really trying to uh, learn more about. Uh, I've got to admit that I'm I'm getting a D as a grade at the moment. You know, if I was to be really honest, uh, my score sheet or my report card has a D and uh, I'm trying to improve it. But, you know, Sabbath isn't a, isn't a day or a time, but it's a discipline of our heart and it's a way we choose to set ourselves before God and say, well, God, it's good enough for you. It's good enough for me. And if your motive is love toward me, and I want my motive to be love toward you, then really I need to embrace your design for life and your lifestyle. 
Sabbath is a lifestyle. It's a God-given gift. And I don't want to teach you on the Sabbath here. I might do that at a different time. But there's also plenty of people that are better at it than I am. You know, if I'm if I'm confessing to you that I get a grade of a D in Sabbath, then perhaps I'm not the best teacher on what to do. I'm definitely the good teacher on what not to do. Uh, Sabbath is is very much like the tithe. My good friend Stephen De Silva, he says the tithe is uh, something that you either choose to give or it ultimately gets taken from you. Uh, you choose to give it. And the Lord says, I will protect you. I will protect your finances and you will flourish. Uh, but the converse to that is if we don't honor God's principles for living, then the thief comes in. We leave an open door through sin, through missing the mark. And the thief has an open door to come and to kill, steal and destroy. So if you don't give the tithe, it will be taken from you in a different way. Well, Sabbath is the same, friends. If we don't honor God's principle, his discipline for living, we don't honor that and we don't set aside time to stop, to cease from our activities, to turn our attention towards God as our creator and contemplate him and enjoy him and recognize him in our lives, to delight in all the gifts God has given us in our family, and our work, and our play, and our hopes, and our aspirations for the future, uh, to worship God in that space, and to enjoy life uh, as, as a Sabbath discipline. If we, don't, if we don't choose to do that, then our body is going to start sending us signals, our mind, and our emotions, our soul is going to start sending warning signs. And uh, one of those warning signs, friends, uh, and it's... Uh, very real in my world and multiple different levels is burnout. Uh, I want to tell you that burnout uh, requires a, a flashing sign over over our lifestyle. I, I think we should have it flashing over our our mirror in the bathroom as we as we brush our teeth or brush our hair and it's a flash, flash, flash. Watch out! Warning! 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 Burnout approaching. Um, burnout is caused, in my humble opinion, and I'm no expert. But burnout is caused by people doing the wrong things to please the wrong people. Uh, if you're a square peg in a round hole, you just don't fit. Uh, so I, th- I find burnout is, is people operating outside their gift, operating outside their capacity, operating outside the area of the assignment that God's given them. And they're doing the wrong thing. So people doing the wrong things, but also I find burnout comes from the personal, the personally imposed pressure of trying to please the wrong people. Uh, for those people that are, are natural people pleasers, they operate at a level beyond their capacity to do things because they're afraid people won't like them or accept them. Uh, those are people pleasers. Uh, but those of us that are performance junkies, uh, high achievers, want to go because we like the success and the thrill of success, uh, maybe we're, we're trying to satisfy ourselves. And, uh, and in that, I would say you're living for the wrong purpose. Uh, to, to correct that, I, I would say the phrase that I learned years ago uh, is that I live to serve an audience of one. And that's with a capital O. It's the Lord God Almighty, it's the sovereign king over all creation, it's the one that I choose to dedicate my life to for eternity, and uh, he's the only one I'm trying to please. 
And quite frankly, I think too many of us are spending too much energy doing the wrong things that he quite frankly doesn't care about. He's like, hey, good on you. You did great. But it wasn't what I wanted you to do. You know, Jesus himself says, uh, get away from me. I don't know you. And uh, he was saying that because the people that were around him were really spending all their energy doing the wrong things. And he didn't really care about it. So uh, let's just say, firstly, burnout is a warning. There's a warning that burnout is coming if we don't access uh, the principles God's given us for a fresh life. And, and I'm not here to speak as one who's perfected it. I'm here to speak as one who's failed at it and uh, really trying to search for the rhythms of grace that God has uh, given to us through Jesus that would help me to embrace the life as Jesus has prepared for me in order that I can flourish, be refreshed, and have a new hope for a new future. So I'm on a journey, um, and I think the podcast over this next season, if you're looking at the chronological numbers of the podcast, I think the next season is going to be really about me sharing some of that journey with you, uh, inviting you to um, participate in that journey as a friend or a listener, uh, but uh, maybe to learn from my mistakes. I, I'd suggest that was uh, possibly the best advice I could give you is, is learn from what I've done wrong, um, because I'm, I'm searching for a refreshed lifestyle. I do believe that the promise of Scripture for life and partnership with God through Jesus Christ is that we should have um, a life that's full of abundance. You know, Jesus came that he'd have life in all its fullness. And the fullness of life to me is living in the satisfaction that I'm connected to God in a personal, intimate way, and I'm walking in partnership with him. You know, as Adam walked with God in the cool of the day in the Garden of Eden, that's a great picture of how we should do life with God. We work, we play, and we have fellowship with God. So I'm searching for that. I'm searching for the patterns that I need to disrupt in my life. What are the things that I'm doing that are destructive, self-destructive? Uh, my tendency to say yes to too many things, to have uh, aspirations uh, for too many things. I've got a podcast I'm going to record in a couple of weeks. Uh, that will point to one of my major weaknesses uh, that's really hindering me. So watch out for that coming. Um, but I do have hope, you know, a refreshed life that brings new hope. I have hope that there is a better pattern. In 2022, I went on sabbatical and it was something that was like a necessity. It was something that I needed. A sabbatical is an extended period of time that's uh, approved and permitted by, in my case, my eldership board. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way to put aside yourself from the daily grind of life to reconnect with God, reconnect with who you are, and really find a um, uh, a fresh insight into the season ahead. Uh, it's it's a it's at a lengthy period of time. In my case, it was um, officially I was eight weeks away from the office, but it, it extended into our summer. So there was certain, uh, I suppose, liberties I had around reduced time because of the the, the New Zealand summer holiday. Um, but the the sabbatical for me. Um, was only the beginning. There's, there's no way that I could reset my life in eight weeks. Um, but it was the catalyst. It was kind of like the jolt that I needed. 
Um, I have had previous seasons like this before in my life. In 2008, we had um, a major crash, you could say, due to the global financial crisis and a whole lot of things happening in our family. And that caused me to have a self-imposed sabbatical of one year. I took me and my family out of the country for a whole year. And we lived away from friends and family. Uh, we lived out of off the grid, uh, not as in the electrical grid, but we lived a very much disconnected from our friends and family. And it allowed me to reset patterns in my life. And, and so what I'm what I'm really sharing with you is my journey uh, to find a new pattern in a refreshed life. And, and I suppose why I wanted to share this with you, you're thinking, well, what the heck does that mean for me, is uh, I want you now, on the basis of my honesty, to turn yourself and your attention to your life and your patterns and, and say, well, how's your journey going? Um, what I've had to recognize is the biblical truth that what you sow, thus you reap. And I was sowing chaos. I was push, 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 busy, 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 uh, perhaps neglecting the pains, the wounds, and the hurts of the journey that were accumulating in the cupboard. And uh, sooner or later, the cupboard just gets so full, they fall out, you trip over them, and uh, you realize you got a mess to tidy up. Well, that's been my story for the past few years. But what, what, what about your journey? Let me, let me finish by pointing you back to the mirror so that you might consider what I've shared with you today in the short time we've got together, but that you might also take the opportunity to reflect on your journey. And so I want to start with a positive. I want you to ask yourself, what benefits would I hope to see in a refreshed life? What benefits would I hope to see in a refreshed life? So consider your life and think, what would I really like to be better? Would I like more quality time with my children? Would I like a better friendship with my wife or my husband? Would I like to have time out to be able to enjoy a hobby or the company of friends? What benefits? So you know, what I'm doing really is applying simple motivational techniques to say, if you have a benefit that's big enough, you will consider making change. Most people don't make change in their life because they don't have a benefit in mind. So I'm giving you the starting point by saying what benefits might you hope to see in a refreshed life. And then I want you to do this, and this is really where the rubber hits the road for you. I want you to consider where in my life is the overwhelm. Where in my life is the overwhelm? And I'm using that word intentionally. What are the areas in your life that feel out of control or unfulfilling? This is the takeaway I want to leave you with, and I want to repeat it. I want to stress it so that you can either write it down. You can check the notes that we've got attached to the podcast channel. You can um, get the guides that will help you. But ultimately, I want you to ask yourself this question. Where in my life is my overwhelm? What are the areas of my life that feel out of control or unfulfilling? Because friends, I want to give you some hope. The Lord God Almighty loves you with a passion, with a fire, with a fury, uh, an unlimited commitment to you. And he wants your life to be fulfilling. He wants your life to be enjoyable. He wants you to be filled with the joy of him 
and the life of the people around you. But if you're not experiencing that, then quite frankly, you're missing the mark. But that's not God's design for you. So I want you to think about what benefits might I find, and then what are the areas that feel out of control or unfulfilling. Now, once you have those areas, you might want to think about how you can take control back. Um, there are other podcasts on this channel that will help you with that. There are many, many people that will be able to give you some disciplines. I've personally found a lot of benefit from listening to the Emotionally Healthy Leadership podcast by Peter Scazzaro. You can find that on all good podcast channels. Just search for Emotionally Healthy Leadership. And uh, particularly his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, has been a, a real gold goldmine for me as a godsend. Um, slowing down life to appreciate life is is the biggest thing I'm working on right now. You know, sitting out on the on the on the porch on the deck uh, with no device uh, and just enjoying the sounds and the feel of the sun or the the breeze on my face. I mean, that sounds really lame when I say it out loud, but it's actually been so refreshing just to check out for uh, 15 or 30 minutes and not try and do anything, but just try and connect with the world around me. And so I want to leave you with that as, a, as an invitation. Uh, I want to thank you for being on the journey with me. Uh, I don't promise to have all the answers, but I hope by pointing out my struggles and my flaws in this area of my life that you might be able to perhaps uh, get some insight into how to have a refreshed life in your world that would bring you a new hope for a better future. So thanks for joining me. My name's Phil Strong. I've enjoyed having coffee with you today and I look forward to being with you again sometime soon. Take care.